Welcome to I'm Screaming, a podcast for anyone who's felt like shamelessly screaming at the top of their lungs over a moment in pop culture. Because sometimes pop culture can be scary and you gotta let it out. Let's scream about it together. Hi, Meg. Hi, G. Here we are, episode two. Episode two. I mean, first and foremost, I want to say thank you to everyone that listened to episode one in our trailer. I feel like reception at least to what people have told us, has been very great. And we are super appreciative of all of you. Yes, thank you, everyone, for your kind words and your support, too. It's just been so nice that, especially in these dark times, as we say, that to hear from people and to hear that people enjoyed it or that it made them smile or made them feel like they were hanging out with us for the day, which is exactly how we want this podcast to feel. So we love you guys. Thank you. So, Meg. Here we are. Hey, um, how was your weekend? It was actually a really great weekend in terms of, you know, quarantine life. I got out, went on a walk. The weather was great. Um, I feel like our podcast gives me something to live for. So, like, we really love that. Um, but, yeah, I think the weather and all that stuff really affects me. And that's what makes me um, be motivated and um, have a will to live. So, uh, that seems bleak, but it's not. I really do just vibe weather. Meg, how was your weekend? LOL. It was good. It was good. I agree with you. I mean, seasonal, seasonal affective disorder, I think it's called. I think it's a real thing. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was beautiful. I got in some runs and got to be outside on the deck and read a book yesterday, which I was proud of because I haven't been reading enough. Honestly, Meg, while we're talking about this, I do have to say something about this weekend. Oh, I know. Um, not about pop culture, but just about people that I, has really been affecting me. Um, obviously, we're in New York, so it's quarantine is still super strict here. But I don't know who told all these other states they could open up and have the audacity for people to be at bars and at lakes and like living their lives. I'm like, it's insane to me to watch all these people go out and like think it's cute to be, you know, returning to normal when truly people are still dying. That is something that affected me this week. And I was like, what's happening? Yeah, I feel the exact same way watching the beaches in on Long Island um, be flooded with people, yeah. especially where I live from with out-of-towners. I'm like, get the hell out and stay inside. I know it's nice. I understand. And I know how lucky I am to live right by the beach and be able to kind of have that atmosphere. But also, get inside, people. Come on. We don't want have to go back in we don't want more people to die it's just common sense to me I don't understand it exactly so all of you guys stay inside wear your masks and let's beat this thing together I know I (laughs) every time I hear that and we'll rise up I'm like no we won't because everybody's stupid (laughs) (laughs) I know not gonna be on coronavirus talk but just you know it's happening in the world and you can't you can't have fun chats without having some real ones first but gotta remind everybody yeah. we are well aware yes <laughs> um well we're going to be introducing our format today uh we kind of went freestyle with our last episode just because it was our first one but we've kind of come up with a structure for these episodes and how they're going to work so we'll explain that um both Every week, both Giselle and I are going to choose five topics, uh, five pop culture 
questions or items or issues that we have been screaming about and uh, explain them, talk about them with one another. Uh, We're hoping and we are guessing that a lot of the time we're going to have some of the same ones because we share a brain. Um, But yeah, so that's how it's going to work. So we're kind of going to go back and forth. One of us will talk about our first one and then the other will talk about their first one. And yeah, so we'll have like 10 topics every episode to kind of scream about at maximum. Sometimes it'll be less. But yeah, we're excited about that. Excited to get started with that. Meg, do you want to tell me your topic first? Well, before we start, I have a surprise for you. And it's not one of my five things, but I had to tell you that this morning I caught up fully on insecure (laughs) oh my god so i am ready to watch tonight's episode live (laughs) who knows me they know that insecure is one of my favorite shows um Issa ray is an inspiration to me she's stunning she's funny she's smart she's a queen a bad bitch i love her and also insecure is just like the first show i feel like i've watched that like depicts an accurate representation of what it means to be like a black millennial. Um, And I just love it. And I'm so happy. And team Asian Bay. Team Asian Bay. Yeah. Honestly, fuck Molly. (laughs) Molly is trifling girl. Molly is really out here playing games on the of insecure. And I feel like I've gone back and forth with Molly. We won't have too many spoilers, but I've gone back and forth with Molly over the last four seasons. And this one, she's just like, She's not okay with Issa, like, getting her shine. And, I mean, Issa also has really went back and forth on, like, her motivation, also just her character, and, like, love. I've gone back and forth on loving Issa's character. Um, But, yeah, this season, both of them are just, like, really wiling out, I feel. Yeah, I was actually talking to Derek about it this morning. Shout out, Derek. Um, Because he's obsessed with Insecure, and he's been bugging me to catch up on it as well. Um, and we were just saying that like Molly's so not good with what's inside and like with herself, she's got everything. She's got Asian Bay, who is chef's kiss. She's got this amazing job. She's got great friends and family, but she's just not happy with herself. And now Issa's like worked on herself. She's got this amazing project and passion and like is good, kind of good with Lawrence now. And like, is kind of good with herself you know she like loves herself and is just being her and molly kind of can't stand that and she's protect projecting her kind of insecurities oh see what i did there on isa so but it's been a really good season it, it, it feels like the show is so good and i really do think it's one of the best shows on tv like it's so underrated and it just feels like so simple every week and it's so quick to half hour episode, but it's so deep and so smart. And it's all because Issa is just like amazing. I agree. No, I really do think, I mean, HBO consistently does really smart shows and like really good shows. I love that they always go there with um, what they do and they give people the opportunity to be themselves and tell their stories from their point of view, which I really love. And I'm excited that Insecure got greenlit for season five. Whoop. I'm excited about that too. Let's be for everyone to watch Insecure. It's just such a good show. It's yeah. so easy to get through, as in like time wise. And yeah, Issa Rae is amazing. So yeah, watch it. It's not one of my five things because I had to narrow it down. But since I just finished it this morning, I had to bring it up and had to tell you. And I wanted to surprise you oh, while we were talking. But yes, everybody watch Insecure. 
Okay, I guess we can dive into uh, our five things. Do you want to go first or should I? I can go first. I mean, my number one thing that I want to talk about that is amazing is kind of a continuation from what we were talking about last week is that there's four black women at the top of the Billboard Top 100 charts. I didn't even know that. It is. It's Doja and Nikki with Say So. I went over my questionable... Um, thoughts about it last week it's probably more but I'm still sticking to my guns that savage is better um but also Beyonce and Megan are number two for savage and I just wanted to say how incredible that is and things like that make me tear up they make me emotional because um representation is super important to me you know obviously as a black woman and also these women in music who it's really cool to see Beyonce and Nikki kind of like pass the torch to these women. Um, Meg and Doja are like really stepping up. Their albums are amazing. Their music's amazing. Um, And also in the rap game, men get a lot of the credit for, you know, getting number ones and reaching number one super fast. And there's like a lot of great male rappers, blah, blah, blah. But like four bad bitches at the top is really something that I'm screaming about this week. Hell yes. We love to see it. We stan. I mean, it's history. It's wild. That's amazing. And it's like they're amazing songs, both of them, like we said last week, and like are, are they're cultural moments as well. Not you know, they're not just music that we're listening to. They're a part of all the TikToks, and it's so present in everybody's minds. It's I, need, I mean, like I'm gonna need Megan to stop releasing remixes though, because she's trying to get it to number one, and I'm like, girl. We, we have the remix that we need. We don't need any more. I want you to be number one more than most people. But we got we to gotta lay Savage, the rest, and let's just. Yeah, we well, see what you're doing, girl. <laughs> you told people last week. I mean, it's really just to get streams up. But I'm like, okay, we don't need, we don't need 10. You, you released the remix. Like, that's going to be the one. We don't need one with, like, five different EDM artists. Like, nope, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> yes, that is my number one thing I'm screaming about this week. I love that. All right. Well, to take a sharp turn or 180 or whatever it's called, um, my number one thing that I'm screaming about this week is Robert Pattinson's GQ interview. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So completely the opposite, but we also, st- we stand, we stand. Um, Robert Pattinson's brain should be studied for science. Mm-hmm. He is an absolute alien sent to Earth to just cause chaos. Truly. I, he's a chaos agent. He is the physical <laughs> embodiment of chaos. And I love him. I adore him. Truly. I didn't even really like him that much when he was in Twilight. But he's been making all these art house films recently. And now he's going to be Batman. And he's going to be in Tenet, which is hopefully the first movie we're all going to see in July if all goes to plan. Um, you and I saw the lighthouse together. Yeah. <laughs> that I, was an experience. I feel like on Robert Pattinson, so I saw the GQ cover, which shook me. Um, I didn't know I was so attracted to Robert Pattinson until recently. But I feel like my journey with him started when he played Cedric Diggory in Harry Potter, and I was like, Oh, this boy's cute. And then he was in Twilight, and I was like, um, I'm like the Team Jacob stand, so like I was like, Oh, Edward. And then we saw him in Lighthouse, which that movie was an experience I'd say I mean Um, you were sitting next to me and I genuinely screamed at one point in the theater like high-pitched because I was scared (laughs) yeah I mean I think 
he's he is a visionary and i um i can you give me some points of the interview that because oh i have points honey believe me i took some screenshots i reread it this morning um he is so funny because obviously this is an interview about quarantine and about how he's the quarantine king because he hates like interacting with people and he's so weird and like you know so this (laughs) the guy from gq who interviewed him was doing it all over skype so his phone died at one point and they got disconnected and rob had to call him back and be like sorry my phone died like this man is just crazy right but he was filming for Batman when the quarantine shutdown happened. And one of the things he talked about was that he has not like really been working out to play Batman. Like all these other actors like beefed up and he's just like, he said, it says uh, Pattinson called another actor on the film, Zoe Kravitz queen the other day. And she said she was exercising five days a week during their exile from set Pattinson. Well, literally I'm just barely doing anything. He says sighing. I mean, if I, have never felt anything more than that statement because similarly to Robert Pattinson, I've done about zero exercise during the <laughs> quarantine. So like, honestly, Robert Pattinson, like icon. He says, I went for a run around the park today. I'm so terrified of being like arrested. You're allowed to run around here, but the terror I feel from it is quite extreme. He's nervous that way. Just going back into the world whenever the world finally comes back. That might be the hard part. I mean, relatable, a relatable king. <laughs> really, we stand a relatable king. No, I love that. I also just like really appreciate celebrities like Rob Pattinson and others who are like, taking quarantine at face value like yeah. i don't need to see your workout routine i don't need to see all this like stuff you have because you're a rich celebrity like are you struggling i'm struggling so like let's talk about it and i appreciate yeah. that you said that in the interview my favorite thing is when i open twitter just on a random weekday and <laughs> there's like a thread about the wildest things robert pattinson has ever said in interviews and he makes some comments about it here he says Pattinson says he used to drink 5,000 cups of coffee before interviews like this one do them, then collapse afterward and sleep for two days. He said he'd make a point of saying the wildest thing he could think of. I liked sort of saying provocative things because I thought it was funny. I get very, very uncomfortable about doing sort of earnest things. (laughs) Oh my God. he, He has no idea what his movies are about and he's like, the interviewer's like, can you tell me what it's about? He's like, no, sorry, I wish I could. I, I I don't understand what it's about. I haven't seen it. I feel like Robert Pattinson to Twilight is Zac Efron to High School Musical. Absolutely. You know, like, I, mean, I feel like he looks at that part of his career and he's like, I am definitely did that for money and I would not like to reference it ever again. A hundred percent. He he makes fun of it. Have you ever listened to the Twilight like commentaries where he's just like making fun of Edward all the time? And I guess it's like a don't bite the hand that feeds you kind of thing, but also it's incredibly entertaining. So <laughs> there's a photo here and obviously you can't see the photo, but he obviously took the photos himself because he's in quarantine <laughs> or I guess his girlfriend took them. He's a girlfriend? Suki Waterhouse is his girlfriend. He's dating Suki Waterhouse? Yes! <laughs> Suki Waterhouse? Uh, why do I dated everyone. She's dated Bradley Cooper. I mean, that's not everyone, but Bradley Cooper is important to me, so. Yeah, I feel like Suki Waterhouse in my brain is similar to, like, Sienna Miller. I know her. I've heard her name many times, but why is she in my brain? I don't know who she is. She's, like, a model, and she's also an actress. She's been in, like, random roles and stuff like that. And then she dated Bradley Cooper, and there were those photos of them reading Lolita together in the park. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) 
that I think about every single day. <laughs> How do you go from dating FKA Twigs, who's like the weirdest person in the world, one of them, to Suki Waterhouse? Maybe Suki Waterhouse is weird. I don't, maybe I need to research her because I truly don't know anything about her. But sorry to interrupt you, but like that. No, please. <laughs> but there's a caption on this photo and he's wearing a bunch of scarves like he has one scarf tied around his neck one tied around his head one tied around each of his arms and it's like the description (laughs) is like blazer $1,500 pants $600 by Paul Smith scarf worn on head $270 scarf worn on neck $170 socks $205 for a pair uh and $155 for a pair and then it says flip-flops his own I'm actually rich (laughs) Oh, truly yeah I mean he he's his phone dies during the interview and then the interviewer says you were talking about fear you were gearing up to say something I was excited about regarding terror and Batman but now I've lost the thread and Robert Pattinson responds my um my publicist always calls me up after an interview and she's like is there anything like any kind of fires you set now what do I have to fix for you and I'm like I don't even remember anything I said honestly that's a publicist worst nightmare as a publicist like truly when you have someone who is reckless and goes off like like a wild card the most yeah and then the uh, only another thing in the interview I mean there's so much but I cannot not talk about this is he had this idea and this was kind of the thing that was trending on Twitter about the article but he had this idea that pasta is a really good to-go food the same way pizza and like other things are which is crazy so he goes to like the store and he gets all this these ingredients to make like a like a thing of pasta basically like an actual how do I describe this like a bowl of like a like an like a like pasta you can like hold in your hands and that's like it's and he ends up creating this like monstrosity and (laughs) he like burns his glove he like tries to like he uses a lighter to like <laughs> put initials in the bread. He's absolutely batshit. This interview is incredible. Like it's absolutely he he microwaves the pasta in a bowl. I think I need to read this because truly I mean celebrities are cursed. How they are cursed. when you don't have any time to do anything, you can't spend your money on things. Of course making holdable pasta is the next step. I mean, why didn't I not think of that? And the interviewer tells him he looks like he's cooking meth. And he says, I'm really trying to sell this company. I'm doing this for my brand. Also, how did the interview even get to this point? Aren't we supposed to be talking about his journey? It's an absolute journey. And he apparently tried to get some, like the owner of Sugarfish or whatever in LA to like invest in his company. And they called the guy and he was like, it's absolutely true. He absolutely tried to get me to invest in this pasta company called, he calls it, Piccolino Cucino. Wow. And then at the end of the interview, he, the interviewer says, you can't put like aluminum, like aluminum foil or whatever in the microwave. You can put it in the oven though. And he's like, okay, cool. And then he like goes to put it in an oven, what he thinks is an oven. And the interviewer's like, I'm pretty sure that's a microwave. And then he blows a fuse and the electricity goes out. And then that's the end of the interview. And that's pretty much the end of the interview. Yeah. I feel like I didn't even read the interview and that's I went on a journey (laughs) I didn't even describe the pasta well enough I truly wish I I did it better but I think everyone should go read this interview it is a journey and like I said 
Robert Pattinson's brain should be studied for science. I am screaming about it always. I love that. <laughs> love Robert Pattinson. I'm going to watch Harry Potter again. Cedric Diggory oh. for life. Poor Cedric. I know. So bad. Okay. Next one. Bring it on. I think this one is something that both of us are passionate about. Um, when this thing dropped, I was taken on a journey. Um, and that thing is Charlie XCX's quarantine album, How I'm Feeling Now. It is How I'm Feeling Now. It is incredible. It is the epitome of synth pop, reckless beats, glitchy, like 2000s computer, pots and pans clanging beats. I mean, I'm obsessed. I'm really obsessed. Yeah, you know I lost my mind when I listened to this. <laughs> I mean, Char- this is the thing about Charlie XCX. So, sadly, Charlie flopped. Let's 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 cut to the chase. Her last album, she really put a lot of promo into one with the features from Haim and Haim, whatever Lizzo. Um, I think my girl Kim is on it. Like, it just didn't do as well as she would have hoped. Um, but the thing we love about Charlie XCX is that she is kind of insane. And all of her pop beats are just like crack pop, basically. It like makes mm-hmm. you feel like you're on drugs, even if you haven't touched one, which is literally me. I mean, <laughs> I never want to touch a drug, don't have any need. But like, if I want to feel wild and like I'm really on a journey, Charlie XCX. And Absolutely. she went back to her roots. Pop 2 is an incredible album. Um, also the song Vroom Vroom, which is in so many um, like memes and instagram and tiktok whatever um Mm -hmm. like that's the epitome of what charlie is great at and i feel like she returned to that with this album and i loved it i could listen to it all the time and i know that that's a very niche opinion but like (laughs) it was incredible i mean i listened to it basically all day friday it was bumping and you know what i thought about it my first gut reaction and I told you this and I think it made you laugh. So I'll say it for the people is that I truly feel that this album sounds like what it must feel like to be Grimes and Elon Musk's baby with that name. <laughs> yes. Like, I don't even want to attempt to pronounce it. I know people have been trying to. It's it's a journey. And I, I really mean that as a compliment. I agree. To Charlie's album. <laughs> no, totally. I mean, even the fact that she she maybe pulled this together quickly. I'm not sure. It def seems like she pulled it together quickly. But like, just some call outs from the album that I really love. Forever, Claws, Seven Years. C2.0 is basically Click, which is one of my favorite songs from Charlie. Without that Bananas man, or maybe not Bananas. Whatever, this man who featured on that song. He's not in it, which like we stand and we love. So like it was a better version. Love anthems, party for you. I mean, they kind of all sound the same, but like I never want the pots and pans to stop clinking in my brain. Like if my last brain cells were just poured into this album and that's, this is my quarantine album. Like this is literally how I feel in quarantine. It's how you're feeling now. Quite literally. <laughs> Did I ghostwrite Charlie XCX's album? I, think, I so. think you put the energy into the universe and that's what it gave back to you. <laughs> I, thank you. 
universe because I'm obsessed and I'm fully screaming about this album. Probably will be screaming about this album for a while. And I mean, I'm the kind of person who like while working, like I do have my like slow jams, but also like I am listening to these like reckless beats while I'm working. They just get me hyped. So like, I feel like for the next, you know, couple of weeks, this is going to be in heavy rotation. Completely. Until Chromatica. Which is happening so soon. Rain on me this Friday. I mean, I cannot believe. I'm so excited. I I mean, we're going to have an episode completely dedicated to Gaga and Chromatica after that album drops with special guest, the number one Lady Gaga stan on the planet, Vera Hansen. So we're excited about that one coming in a few weeks. Um, Yeah, Charlie, we love it. We stan. What a moment. Yes, Charlie is my number two. I think that's number two. Number two thing I'm screaming about this week. Um, stream how I'm feeling now. Basically, my thoughts towards the album. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So my number two was the first thing that I wrote down. Um, it happened earlier in the week last week. But, and I know everybody has probably seen this and talked about it, but I have a lot of thoughts on it. And there are many different analyses of this moment. But my number two is Stormy Webster, Kylie Jenner's baby, the patience video. It is iconic. It is truly iconic. And I was thinking about it so much. I I woke up in the morning and I watched it before I had left my bed. And I genuinely, there were tears that came to my eyes at the thought that there is such a pure human out there. It it was just beautiful. And it, I watched it 50 times that day. We shared it on our Instagram because I'm obsessed with it, but it just, it made me think, I mean, I think that this TikTok, because it's a TikTok challenge, the jelly bean challenge or the, I don't know, Skittle challenge. And parents have been doing this with their kids. Um, kind of putting candy in front of them and saying, okay, you can have some, but you have to wait until like mommy or daddy get back. And I kind of thought it was a stupid challenge because it's like, okay, you're just showing off that like your kid is well behaved or your kid is kind of like a monster, which whatever, (laughs) but I didn't really like it. And then Kylie did it and it truly was perfect. I mean, this child singing patience to herself with that angelic voice. I mean, it's a meme. I mean, it's not enough that Kylie Jenner has a billion dollars, right? It's not enough. And then she, you know, we find out she's pregnant and she's having this baby with Travis Scott, who she just dated, started dating five minutes ago. And everyone's like, oh my God, like blah, blah, blah. And then she gets this perfect child who is so cute and so sweet and so pure that she sings patience to herself when there are candies right in front of her, right? It is, I mean... It is just, and she's memeable. She's memeable in everything. So Kylie just gets everything. Everything, everything good happens to Kylie. Other parents of celebrity, or other parents of celebrities, other celebrity parents I've been seeing have been doing this challenge now more since Stormy did it. Why bother? She, she won. She won the challenge. She's the cutest. I agree. I think, num- I have many, actually many things to say about this video because when you showed it to me, I also watched it 100 times over. First thing I need to clarify is that um, I feel 
I mean, I don't actually feel many emotions about the Kardashians. The only people I do feel emotions about are the children of the Kardashians. We yeah. follow Dash kids. We're obsessed with all the kids. They're cute and basically the best thing the Kardashians have ever done. Um, yeah. So that's a side note. Stormy at the helm of perfection. Totally agree with you. Um, I'm obsessed with this video. Stormy is the cutest child in the world. Um, she has really grown on me. Um, and if I did have to have a Kardashian slash Jenner that I like didn't not like or had any sort of feelings for it would be Kylie because like I think Kylie is rich she's always going to be rich but something about Kylie Jenner is endearing to me and I don't know what it is and I'm not sure if that's crazy of me but whatever so love that for her but I would like to point out something actually like a little tidbit about this video I don't know if you noticed did you notice that not only are the Kardashians for some weird reason obsessed with monochromatic shit but the mm-hmm. M&M's or the candy was also the same color as the walls. It was monochromatic candy. The candy matched the aesthetic. And I'm sure they were personalized M&M's too. Like, I, I just, it baffles me the amount of time and energy that these people have that you can customize your M&M's to literally look exactly like your, like, House. location whatever I mean that's psychotic but also what you were saying is so true it's like Kylie Jenner you have enough money to get custom M&Ms to match your couch not only are you a billionaire but you also have the most perfect child that now is is making you memeable it's just making you more and more famous like it's baffling yeah. me she was trending she was trending on Twitter all day hundreds of thousands of tweets about this child about people being like okay now I want kids literally that's what this child does to people and I mean it's a meme I was thinking of all of these ways that I could use this video right me waiting for my bacon to cook in the morning because I like my bacon really crispy me waiting for quarantine to be over and my favorite me waiting at the door because i'm always the first one ready (laughs) i'm gonna sing it to myself in every situation i ever find myself in forever and i'm gonna think of this child and like i you know i have friends who've said to me okay well like she's just gonna end up in the kardashian machine and she's gonna be like annoying when she grows up and that's probably true but I also hold out hope in my heart that maybe she's just going to become a brain surgeon and like save the world. I would love that. Actually, I feel like it's interesting. This is this is so random. But Kamoralee Simmons, you, you say that makes me think of Kamoralee Simmons. And she has two daughters. If you guys used to watch like the Baby Fat show and like all those shows in that empire, like shout out. I did too. Like love you. Um, but she has two daughters. One is Mingli. And Mingli is like deaf and Instagram model and like doing that life. But the other one. I forget the other one's name, but she like is it like Harvard or some shit like that? Like she is really out here trying to like be a freedom fighter and save the world. So like I'm manifesting Kamorley Simmons' second daughter's energy to Stormy. Yes. If any of them, I mean, one of them has got to break the mold of like Instagram model and like kind of putting some toxicity out into the world because that's what the Kardashians do. And I think of all of them, Stormy has the purest heart and will probably, yeah probably break the mold pray for I asked I asked for God to give stormy blue ivy energy yes like the, the epitome of celebrity child I want that energy or the child is Serena, Serena Williams and Alexis on <laughs> oh my god Olympia love her I follow her on Instagram. 
Me too. She has so many followers. My favorite tweet uh, the day of the Savage remix, the day the Savage remix dropped to bring it back to last week, um, was that like it was like Blue Ivy telling Beyonce, like, you did not think that um, you were just going to sit and do nothing now, Miss Mommy, like during the, <laughs> during the quarantine. I was like, yes, this is Blue Ivy. Blue Ivy is Beyonce's manager. Blue Ivy immediately walked into that room and said, Mom, this is my favorite song. What you're not going to do is sit around and just listen to it. What you're going to do is not do one verse, but three. We only strive for perfection. And you will have three verses on this song. And Beyonce stood up and she said, okay, Blue. And here we are. Thank you, Blue Ivy. Basically, Blue Ivy. Blue Ivy, thank you. (laughs) All right, what's your number three? My number three is... um, a plea, basically. Okay. Um, I love the Jonas Brothers. Um, I really do. And I've, I've loved them since, you know, the days of Mandy. Um, I've loved them year 3000, Jonas LA, which we chatted about before. Like, I really love them. But this is my plea to the Jonas Brothers to stop making Latin music. I need it to stop. They had a song that released this week with Carol G., and I've listened to it a couple of times. Um, and I, I mm. you, no, yeah. I'm so sorry. Jonas Brothers, like you, that's not your realm. I know you want to branch out and I know you think you can do it, but no more. Please like, stop. Yeah. You are from New Jersey. Yeah. And, <laughs> like I, Nick, I, Nick's obsession with proximity to like people of color, um, I don't know if I told you this, but me and um, my friend Kubale, shout out to Kubale. Um, she is also a fan of the pop culture machine. We always said that Nick Jonas would end up with someone ethnic, but not black, AKA Priyanka Chopra. Like I basically predicted this. So I just want to say that to everyone that I am. <laughs> but um, he also the jealous, I don't know if anyone's seen the gospel version of jealous, like, which is one of my favorite videos on the internet, but also it's always Nick, like in his like close proximity to people of color without really like engulfing himself in like the, in who they are or their culture or whatever. And I feel that way about this Latin music. Like the Jonas Brothers also were in a Latin song last year. I'm like, I feel like you've done nothing about it. One day randomly you're like new song with Carol G. Tomorrow it's going to be new song with Bad Bunny. I'm like, we don't need this from you. There's so many latin artists and like people who actually are like influenced by latin artists who can make better music than the jonas brothers with this song and i mean that's great for carol g if she's getting more like you know shine and like she's getting more um people to view her but like i i didn't like the song if you did i'm so sorry but like i just need them to stop this is my plea to the jonas brothers yeah i think they i think they have two songs in that little like album but i couldn't tell them apart to be honest they were both very average and forgettable, in my opinion. Sound that great singing yeah. these songs, like I just don't also, let Kevin sing. Can he sing? I'm I. He has to be able to sing, right? Like he cannot be tone deaf, like the way he's able to pr- play instruments. I don't think he can sing. <sighs> I think that, like I every every Jonas Brothers track, I sit patiently waiting to hear a note from Kevin and I really don't think we'll ever get it we won't they just need to give him like the One Direction let Louie sing uh, what a comparison 
I mean, like, you didn't, I don't know if you intended that to be a drag, but whoop, it was. I mean, it is kind of a drag. We all know Louie had the weakest voice. Let's be real. I know. There's always a weakest link. Kevin yeah. is the weakest link. We, we know this. Um, also, I think, I mean, basically anyone that stands Kevin, like, when we were younger, I was always like, you're questionable for me. Um, I feel like which, it's become a 180 from that, though. I agree. Now, in the, I feel like people, like, it's cool to stand Kevin in yeah. these days. Um, I'm still a Joe stand, so. Me too. Joe. We were, we were right. We were right from childhood. We were, I was not a Nick girl. I was a Joe girl. And Joe is absolutely superior. But yeah, so this is my plea to the Jonas Brothers to please stop making Latin music. Um, please stick to your poppy boy band, older grown up men vibes. I love those vibes. The album was good. Let's do that more. Stay away from Latin music, please and thank you. Definitely. That's what I'm screaming about. Screaming to the Jonas Brothers. Thank you. If you're listening, Nick, Joe, Kevin, um, thank you. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, my number three is uh, a show recommendation. Uh, well, recommendation, obviously, because I'm obsessed with it, but also because everybody should be watching the show. Dead to Me season two dropped on Netflix last week. And my mom and I watched all of it last weekend, and we are very sad that it is over. Um, it's an amazing show starring Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini. It's literally about, you know, upper middle class white women and their struggles, <laughs> and also murder and intrigue. And also, James Marsden is in it, and he is so hot in season two I mean he's always hot but he is so hot in season two it's two seasons 10 episodes each half hour each you could do it in a weekend guys it is excellent it is funny it is dark humor and it is also emotional it kind of made me cry a little bit it's just a really good show I actually started watching it last week or two weeks ago last week when I was braiding my hair because I said um when I braid my hair I like start shows so I started lie to me and I really like it so far Linda Cardellini fully shows up in everything like she is that actress who somehow has found her way to be in every tv show like every movie she has some sort of proximity seven degrees of separation from Linda Cardellini like that's how I feel um but she is a good job in the show I Christina Applegate I actually feel like I haven't seen much of what she's done before um but I really do like the show James Marsden once again incredible um I feel like I love him more than I thought I loved him watching this show I'm like oh am I a stan a casual stan maybe um but you know I'm I'm knee deep in lie to me I really like it I'm dead excited to <laughs> what dead to me oh <laughs> I'm knee deep in dead to dead me, to me. <laughs> I think that's another show lie Whoops. to me is a sh- was a show so maybe you're just you maybe you should watch it maybe it's calling out to you I think my roommate was watching it, which is yeah. why I keep saying that. But dead to me. Yes, everyone. Thank you for the correction, Megan. Um, <laughs> dead to me. I'm excited to keep watching it. And I agree. I feel like everyone's been freaking out about season two. Um, and I think this is more quality television than, you know, Outer Banks. So everyone scream. I, I did not watch any more of Outer Banks. Like I said, I would. Maybe this week. We'll see. I was too busy catching up on Insecure. But what yeah, um, Dead to Me. What was I going to say about it? I forget now um but yes it's excellent and oh what you were saying about Linda Cardellini being in everything 
truly my mom's watching bloodline on netflix now and she's in that and then last night we watched a simple favor and she's in a simple favor which is also an amazing movie that everyone should watch if you're looking for something to watch in quarantine i agree i like that movie a lot like wyvin's best work because we know she doesn't yes absolutely (laughs) i love that okay i actually do thinking about shows one of mine is actually a show the rest of most of them are music but this one is a show um this show is betty on hbo have you heard about that i have i actually just saw some tweets this morning that's like why aren't more people watching it so i probably will be tuning in yeah so it's really good i like i said previously i'm super into hbo shows i just really gravitate towards the way they're filmed and just kind of the way they are and this one is about five girls um and they are all skateboarders and like super edgy kind of alternative um between ages like seems to be 19 to like 22 around there and it's really just about like their lives at this skate park um it's in new york city there's tons of like sites that we've seen before um i think it's women directed or female directed which is also great um it's once again like 30 minute episodes but it's just it it's not really there's not much happening i'd say in every episode but it's just nice to kind of see these like super intricate characters it is a spinoff from a movie that was filmed with the same girls um, a year or two ago. And it's based off of like six actual female skateboarders in New York city. Um, and so, I mean, I don't skateboard. I wish I, I always thought skateboarders were the coolest when I was, you know, <laughs> but I really like the show. Um, it's good, smart, pretty typical of all HBO shows. Also let's support cool alternative females because they're making really cool shit. So um, yeah, I really love that show and I'm excited for more episodes to come out. Awesome. Yeah. Is, was it Skateboard Kitchen? Was that the name of the movie? Yeah. 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 Okay. I'll have to check that out. It seems really, it seems fun. It's very like nylon, you know, yeah. like that show is very like what you would see. Like, it's like, yeah, I, they had a profile on for the girls and apparently they're like all great friends and like, it's super like queer positive, which we love some like super great um, diversity, which is also great. As you know, we said it so many times, it's important to us. Um, also the girls are just like really freaking funny um so it's nice to like laugh and kind of zone out and also it's really cool to see new york again like i feel i miss miss the city and like to have them just like be in the city running around and see places that i um have seen before and i miss it's like a love letter to new york city a little bit and i don't think it was intended to be that way but in these times it really i've really been gravitating towards shows that are based in new york i've rewatched sex in the city a little bit um Gossip Girl even just like shows that make me feel like I'm being transported um to the places I miss when I can't I love that yeah when I was abroad I rewatched Gossip Girl <laughs> which is like so defeats the purpose of being abroad but like watching Netflix but you know but was that your number four yes it was oh, love it all right I'll dive into my number four which is I don't know if you heard about this but oh um a former bachelorette, Caitlin Bristow. Did you watch her season? Of course. Brit. It was between her and Brit. Yes, which was so fucked, by the way, yeah. like that they put, you know, the guys voted on who became the bachelorette. We do not talk about that enough. That was awful and horrible. Um, but I think everybody pretty much wanted Caitlin. So Caitlin was a bachelorette. She ended up getting engaged to Sean and they were together for a couple of years. They moved to Nashville. They had a cute dog. And then they recently broke up and now she's dating Jason from Becca Cuffrin season and they have two dogs and they live in Nashville 
And she has a podcast called Off the Vine and also like a wine label. And she also sells like scrunchies for $16 a pop. Um, I used to follow her and she got a bit much for me. So I unfollowed her, uh, but I keep up with her every once in a while. I actually went to her show. She had like a live podcast show in New York a couple of years ago. I went with some friends and I mean, she's funny. She's, you know, she's fine. But she was in New York at that time because she was in a Broadway show called Caitlin Home- Brinson was in a Broadway show. Yes, she was in a Broadway show called Home for the Holidays. It was a limited run at Christmas time, and it was all of these like random celebs singing Christmas songs, right? Because as she told us at this live um, show and also talked about it in our podcast, she was trying to become a singer, right? That's why she's she's in Nashville. She's trying to become a country singer. She's talking about having a song out, right? This is like two years ago. So I haven't really been keeping up with her too much. But then all of a sudden, I start seeing on Twitter and then on some, I do follow some Bachelor people. So on some Bachelor people's Instagram stories, sharing that she released a song on Wednesday. Oh, no. A country song called if i'm being honest (laughs) and it may shock you to hear that this song went to number one on the itunes charts the country charts or the actual charts the actual charts for a day i believe because she released it on wednesday and then there was new music friday so obviously all this new music by actual singers came out um it is not good bachelor I listened to it once and once was enough. The opening line is actually kind of relatable. It's uh, maybe I drink a little more wine than I should. Okay. Which. Okay. okay lyrics. <laughs> and she kind of repeats it throughout this, the song, you know, and it's like, Jesus Christ, girl, we get it. Um, you drink a little more wine than you should. But anyhow, this just absolutely threw me. I, when it came out on Wednesday, I was talking about it with some friends and um, I listened to it and I was like, once is enough, all done. Um, and then I saw later that it made its way to number one and I was shooketh to say the least. Um, guys, let's not champion bad music. Come on. <laughs> she has enough money from her friggin' scrunchies that she sells, okay? Yeah, XCX is crack pop. How are we championing? Chris, Chris, what's her name? Caitlin Bristow. I also think that every Bachelor person, if you go on The Bachelor, you agree to sell your soul to um, pop culture and the machine that it is. And yeah. every one of them is truly, like, insane. The amount of random deals they have. If you don't have a fab fit fun partnership, who are you? Yeah. Sugar Bear, hello. Um, and the next one is apparently music. They have that music show. I swear to God, if she makes an appearance, like, on a Zoom appearance on that show, I'll die. Yeah, that show is. <laughs> I have not watched that show, but I. Yes, I mean apparently they did "Shallow" from *A Star Is Born* as some of their duets, which as they should. But um, but yes, that's that news absolutely sent me. So that was my number four <laughs> scream of the week. <laughs> I honestly went to number one. Y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. Yeah. You should be ashamed. <laughs> Maybe I drink a little more than I should. Honestly, that I'm not bragging, but that was better. I, I was literally about to say like, oh, so it's a bop? Or is that just you? <laughs> Shut up. You're cute. Are you vocals today? Okay, Meg. Vocals. <laughs> Hello, queen. 
I live. (laughs) My number five is back on the music train. Um, And this was a shock, honestly. Um, And that is Miss Catherine Perry. Hi, Queen. How you doing? How's the pregnancy going? Orlando, you okay? Um, But Daisies came out this week. And I honestly didn't know it was coming out. So whoopsies. But it did. And I saw it on New Music Friday. And I feel like I have a bit of a a tumultuous relationship with Miss Catherine. um, Because Teenage Dream, the album, is one of my favorite albums. It came out when I was in a freshman in high school. I feel deeply connected to every song on that album. I mean, some of her, I would say her best work. Also, just a great pop album. And then she really started to lose me with the next one, I think was Dark Horse on that one and like the unfortunately song. And then we got into the cursed era when she dyed her hair blonde and cut it short. Whenever Katy Perry's hair is short and blonde, we we know it's bad. Like the music will not (laughs) be good. Um, we got Swish Swish. Chain, the only saving grace of that era was Chain to the Rhythm, which is an incredible song. And like Katie snapped. Um, other than that, like terrible. Bon appetit. Bye. I don't want it. You can keep it. All star. Um, and but this new new era, um, not really over. That was a good one. I liked that. And then the like um, three six five. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, about you all the time. That yep. song. And then she went into the Harleys in Hawaii, and I was like, no, girl, keep it. And then she <laughs> went to the Never Worn White song when she announced her pregnancy, and I was like, yay, happy claps for you, Katie, but keep the song. Um, and then she came out with this Daisy song, which is a, a fine song. I actually pretty much liked it. I, I didn't want to say I liked it, but I did. Um, we G-chatted about it a little bit, but I feel like we were like, you asked me, you were like, um, so how do you feel about Daisies? <laughs> You can't outwardly say you like a Katy Perry song these days. It's like, you can't do it. It's social suicide, you know? Yeah. It was, it was funny. I was, I think the only reason I really knew that this was coming out and we can just, I'll just say this one little thing and then we don't have to go down this road because I think then it'll be bad. But the, the Swifties thought that, I mean, they still think, but because I think Daisies is the name of the album that's coming as well. But so Taylor Swift posted posted a photo on her Instagram like last week or whatever with her holding wine and she's wearing this sweater that has daisies on it. And (laughs) and so people were like convinced and I think Taylor Swift is appearing on the American Idol finale tonight or something. So people are convinced that there is like a collab on Katie's album because they're in this place now where they're like besties again. But that's the reason why I knew daisies was coming out. Um. So wait, did you say you liked it? I did, actually. Yeah. Shockingly, like, I enjoyed Daisy's. I have played it more than five times, which yeah. is, I cannot say for the rest of Katy Perry's recent songs, other than Not Really Over, because that song goes off. Yeah. Oh, my but God. That, just because it's over, doesn't get to the hand. That was, like, last summer, though. Was it really? Yeah, that was a song of the summer for me last summer. It did not get the respect it deserved, though. Yeah, Katie has really been... It's just... Katie's so hard because it's just like she... this She's not in this era of pop girls anymore. Like, yeah, I, I know... Was it Miss Americana, the Taylor Swift documentary that I did watch, even because I wanted to have commentary on it. So I... I my rule is that I can't shit on something unless I've seen it. Um, but I did agree with Taylor what she was saying in that documentary, even to 
me reluctantly saying this, but that women have to continuously reinvent themselves as musical artists. Um, and I, I mean, it's so shitty that they have to do that, but I do think that Gaga, um, Beyonce, Rihanna have continuously upgraded themselves and had longevity because they, they stick with the times. Um, and they, they're keeping up with girls like Dua and, you know, Ari and all these like bigger girls that are doing it now. Um, but Katie, I just think she sounds tired. Like her music yeah. sounds tired. This, the, some of the songs should have come out on albums six years ago. Like I just, mm-hmm. she, she's not reinventing the wheel in a productive way. You know what I mean? I just feel totally. like she's, it's been struggling for her to maintain relevance and to also just make good music because she's been there. She's done it. Um, but I just feel like she, she just has to have a really great album and I just, I'm calling it now. I don't think this one's Yeah. Good. I mean, I agree. And I, but also I think she's fine because American Idol just got picked up for another season somehow. So I have not watched that show. Like, why is it on? I don't understand. Philip Phillips. <laughs> a long time ago. Well, Katie was actually on my list originally, but I removed her for my next, for my final um, fifth, but for your fifth screen, for my fifth screen, which if you're done talking about Katie, we can move on to. I can stop talking about Catherine. Catherine. Any last last thoughts? I just wish Catherine peace and love for her pregnancy. Um, and I also would like better music, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Thank you, Catherine. I agree with that. Okay, so my final scream of the up is actually like kind of like new news, new news. Um, that kind of broke yesterday, like this morning or something. I woke up this morning and um Megan Fox was trending on Twitter. Oh no. <laughs> so there's two there's two parts to this. Um it's kind of funny that we ended last week's episode talking about Pete Davidson because we're gonna end it this one. Well, partly end it talking about um some Pete Davidson kind of lookalikes, but <laughs> um I don't know if everybody heard, but Ashley Benson and Cara Delevingne broke up. Oh, I did. I which is which is sad. I liked them together. Um, actually, what? Sorry, I know it's not your scream, but I have things I want to tell the people about that. Okay, amazing. I'll we'll get to it. Um, okay. but Ashley Benson was spotted with G Easy. This is the tea I want to say. Yes. And then this morning I woke up and Megan Fox, who's married to Brian Austin Green, they have like three kids, was spotted with Machine Gun Kelly. What? What are these ladies doing? What are we doing? Also, why are you being spotted out with anyone? We're in quarantine. Okay, so on this, I don't, the Megan Fox thing is new news to me, um, which Megan Fox scares me. I want good things for her because I feel like she has a traumatic past, but odd. Machine Gun Kelly, I hate. I think he's toxic. But what's the g Easy thing? So um, I have a source. I can't disclose my source. I know this source is accurate. That apparently, you've heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen and others, um, that Ashley Benson and Cara Delevingne have been broken up for months now. And her and G-Eazy have been dating for those same, like, for months. Like, this isn't new news. Like, apparently they went out and um, got caught by the paparazzi. They were being dumb. But, like, they've been quarantining together and, like, dating for, like, a while. Really? Yeah. That's wild. Wasn't she just quarantining with Cara Delevingne? Yeah, but I think they were just, like, friends. Like, I think that wow. Ashley and Daisy have been chatting for, like, a while. Oh, my God. I'm screaming at this tea. 
Tea. Like you heard it here first and I'm screaming. So I that's love that's, it. that's the thing. But I don't understand why these people are dating these boys. Like G Easy, no. Also Machine Gun Kelly, no. Also Megan Fox, you have kids and a husband, girl. Yeah. They've had a messy relationship. Like they broke up and and they were like I think they were going to file for divorce and then they like rescinded it. So that's just been a messy relationship for a while, but they've been together for so long. So it would be a bummer if they broke up, but also girl, Machine Gun Kelly, really? Right. You can uh, do the only, only redeeming quality about Machine Gun Kelly for me is his kid, which I feel like is the only redeeming quality about many top accelerators. Yeah. That <laughs> was so cute. 100%. Ah, well, that felt good to get all that out. <laughs> yeah, we need to talk about all those things. As you can tell, we had some very intense feelings about all of them. We went on I'm so journey. glad you had this tea about my scream. I love it. I know. Who knew? I like fully forgot about it, and then when you brought it up, I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> we must discuss. We must discuss. Um, but yay! Thanks everyone for listening to our episode two. Yeah, episode two done. Um. Yeah, so follow us at I'm Screaming Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And please rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen. Um, you can find me at the Meg Brady on Twitter and Instagram. Giselle, you want to tell the people where they can find you? Yeah, you can find me at, at Giselle underscore Milan on Instagram and at Peace Love Giselle on Twitter. Um, also, if you guys have fun things you see, um, tweet us about it or instagram dm us about it and we could talk about it on the next episode completely we're so open to submissions <laughs> because there's so many things that happen daily that we just have to scream about truly just get it out oh, love you meg love you g talk to you guys next week bye